This is Recovery Revolution Live. The episode that you're about to hear is live and unedited. If you're interested in watching the live stream, head over to facebook.com slash recoveryrevolution100. We record a new episode every Monday night starting at 7 p.m. Central Time. All right, what is going on, guys? It is Monday night, and it is time for another episode of Recovery Revolution Live. I'm your host, Brett, and I am so excited about tonight's guest. Uh, I had her on my podcast a while back, and we've stayed in contact for a while. We've we've done a few little side projects together, and she's absolutely incredible. Um, but before we get to the guest, I want to let you guys know, and I've seen that a bunch of people have subscribed to the Recovery Revolution Live audio feed the podcast version of the live stream so thank you to everyone that's done that and if you haven't already go ahead and do that so if we have another uh another social media blackout you can still get some great recovery content also if you're looking for another smaller little bite-sized piece of recovery i also do another podcast every wednesday called recovery survey uh this upcoming week is going to be janine who was on the pod was on the on this channel a couple weeks back uh so we're gonna have her on on wednesday so if you're interested in that please be sure to check that out and without further ado i'm going to introduce tonight's tonight's guest leanne villani welcome to the show leanne what's up dude so blessed that you invited me to be here again um honestly being straight up i just want to invite god into this because um, before this i was doing some recovery work so you know sometimes you don't want to show up but you know somebody needs a message so i really appreciate you yeah of course thank you so much for for coming on i know i know we've both had kind of crazy days and and you rolled up a couple minutes before the stream started and i was stuck at work for a while and i was like man i don't know if i'm gonna make it home in time <laughs> and man life is crazy and chaotic but but we made it and we showed up amen to that i mean it just right it works it works out when we just kind of show up and uh let god do the rest absolutely well if you wouldn't mind maybe you could just kind of jump in and and let the audience know like what what your recovery journey looks like like take us back to the using days like what what did leanne's life look like unmanageable (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so yeah um last time we talked uh we talked when i probably had like four months of sobriety now my sober date's august 13 2020 um, you know, it's like, just like every other story that we read, we read in the book, um, anything I have, I can't have one. I just want more. Uh, and it was like, it was the insecurity. So, you know, I started drinking when I was like 14 years old, 15 years old in at, at my first party in ninth grade. And I loved it. It was like getting out of the side of myself, just like everything else, you know, the uncomfortability of being in your skin. And right when I took that first drink, it was the best, you know, and that's what I chased for. And um, what it looked like was just somebody that was, you know, trying to find their identity. And then the the drink was my, became a part of my identity. Um, so, you know, that progressed. And I remember when the 16, uh, the six, was it? The sweet 16 days came in and we, I would get my first like personal bottles and my, my brother is older than me and he would always get, um, me Bacardi raspberry. And I was like, yes, you know, and I remember looking in my closet and collecting bottles in my it, like literally like that was my goal was to collect Bacardi bottles and I was like a closet drinker but 16 years old and what happened was um I was that crier you know I drank to cry I drank to feel I drank to have emotions I was only like 15 years old and I think that it's just crazy when I think about it and I sit in this chair in my room which the lighting's kind of not good right now but I think of it and you know just celebrating my year 
thinking of that person that was struggling was I had to drink to feel, to live, to be myself. Mm -hmm. And anybody that's watching this, you know, could totally say, well, I drank to, you know, finally identify an emotion that I've been hoarding away for years on end. And um, I drank to cry. And that's when I would pick up the phone and call people and tell them how I really feel, you know. Um, but that progressed and it progressed, right? They say that the disease of more progresses. Um, and so that was just the start, you know, dude. And what happened was, I just, um, I went away to college. I went to Fredonia up by Buffalo. You know, I was a softball player, played every single sport, um, was getting colleges looking at me left and right. You know, it, it looked good on paper. You know, I looked, I was like that kid that was doing everything right, but, um, you know, I never felt right within me. So, you know, it was like a good facade, a good front. Uh, mm -hmm. Then I went to Oneonta, uh, Stoneonta, if anybody knows who's watching, is from New York, uh, it's, a, it's a SUNY school. And um, I was getting straight A's, going to school to be a teacher. And uh, I started to drink every day like it was happy hour. So, um, but I was still getting my A's, still rewarding myself with, you know, I would go to the library. I was Miss V uh, in the classroom, in the teacher, you know, being a teacher, working with senators uh, for education, designing curriculums. And at nighttime, I was going out and fighting people, fight, literally fighting people because <clears throat> that's what my disease would do. I'm ego driven. And it was just a manageable, it was, it was just a mess. And um, I came to my knees and I surrendered, uh, you know, I kept surrendering. My, da my dad 12 stepped me and um, I still didn't get it at 21. And what happened was um, I couldn't take it anymore. Um, things started to, it wasn't fun anymore. When I graduated uh, in 2019, uh, I walked across the stage and then I was living every day like it was happy hour. And um, I couldn't take it anymore because I knew that God had a greater plan. I was spiritually bankrupt. But um, I had God in my life and was never mad at him. I just didn't understand what was wrong with me. But I realized it's a phenomenon of craving. Um, and today, like, I just want to, my, my goal right now is just to impact one person, whoever's watching, uh, to realize it doesn't matter. This disease doesn't matter what age, sex, gender, who you like, who you love. Um, it's, it's genetically, in, and, and we have to accept that. So today I could say that I accept that, you know, I'm, I'm, always, I'm an alcoholic and that I'm grateful to say that I'm a grateful recovered alcoholic. And I love I love that point that you touched on there about the disease of more, because I don't think I don't think I got that early on in my recovery journey, because I I came in with the idea of like, it's this certain drug that I have a problem with. Like, if I could just put the pipe down, like I'll be good. And I never I didn't I didn't see that full picture of of the disease of more, you know, and, and here I am oh man, almost seven years later. And I can see the disease of more like showing up in, in other areas of my life. Everything. Uh, and yeah, for sure. And, and that's a lot of that's come with, with doing some work, you know, getting a sponsor and like actually digging in and like finding those patterns and seeing the different things that are going on in my life. But I didn't realize that I had that, that just like need for whatever it is to, to fill that void. Like I need, I, I can't, I can't stop. I, I mean, even, even like this past week, my wife was, my wife and daughter were out of town and I had to stop and get some dog food. And so I got a bag of dog food and I bought a one pound bag of uh, gummy lifesavers and I ate almost the entire, entire bag, bag in one sitting. And then the only reason I stopped was because I started to feel sick. Like I ate mm. so many lifesavers that I felt sick and I put the bag down and my wife came home and she's like, can I have some, can I have some of those? And I handed her the bag and it was like almost empty. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but that's, that's just a pure example. Yeah. The insanity that like we, if it's not one thing, it's the other. And today we're able to see that. Oh, 
like we can indulge in anything if it's Netflix, if it's food, um, if it's, you know, the gym, um, whatever, sex, drug, everything is more and more and more and more. And, you know, my goal in life, dude, is just to realize, you know, uh, that being young and sober uh, is not luck. Uh, it just comes with like, how do I want to keep living my life? Like it says, like my big identifier page in the big book is more about alcoholism. It's page 31. And, and it gives us 17 different ways that we tried to drink. So it said, you know, we tried to drink, um, you know, not in the morning. Um, we not, not in the morning, not during business hours, uh, not, not at work, all, all these things. And, oh, we tried to do sanitariums, go to the gym, eat healthy, all this stuff. And it's like, I was like, check, 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 me, me, me. And my, my second sponsor literally said, every single thing that you identify with this book, whatever it is, like literally underline it and write me. And that was the day that I was mm -hmm. able to identify with this book. And to this day, I'm, I'm going through the book again and um, with a new sponsor. Uh, and today I also learned that we have choices. So when we get sober, we have a choice to say, no, I don't want this or I don't have to get stuck. But where I'm going with this is like, we, if I ever get that thought in my head, I just open up my big book with me and I say like, this is where I identify because I have to see, you know, it's that like the devil and the angel will creep on your shoulder. And it's, I have to know, I have to look at where my feet are planted and that requires my willingness, but also what is it, what does it look like behind closed doors to keep this thing of sobriety? Like, you know, it's a difference between not drinking, but you could be dry or you could not have the right thinking, right? Your thinking mm -hmm. is thinking. So that requires a whole other level of life. It's different because you're just putting a drink down, but it's how we live, right? Yeah, that, that's one of the beauty, beautiful things about just the whole recovery journey is like all these different perspective changes that we get along the way, you know, because we, we are, I'm not, I'm not going to say we, I can only speak from my own personal experience, <laughs> but, but my experience has been, you know, I, I came into the rooms and I thought that I had all the answers. I thought I knew everything. I thought my way was the right way, which is absolutely ridiculous if you look at the condition that my <laughs> life was in when I showed up. But but I still had like that that egotistical mindset of like my way is the right way. If everybody would just act how I think they should act, like the world would be a better place. Better and that's, place. Yeah. And, and that's not realistic. You know, that's, that's insanity. If everybody acted like me, the world would be a terrible shit. Place. Yeah. <laughs> it would be terrible. Horrible. Yeah, for sure. So that's, yeah. So yeah, like you said, just, there's all these different perspective shifts, you know, as, as we, as we, as we go down this journey, as we go down this path of recovery and, and that's, that's one of the things that encourages me, you know, cause, cause in the beginning I had that mindset of like, man, this is going to be so boring. Like yeah. I'm going to do the 12 steps and you know, then what, you know, do I graduate? Am I done? And it's, it's just, that's what, to me, that's what keeps it exciting is like, it's always changing. There's always new things that are being revealed. Like I, I'm learning more about myself. I'm seeing my patterns. I'm getting new perspectives on life. Like my life as I've stayed in the rooms and I've stayed in the process, like my life has steadily gotten better. You know, it was never, there was never like that one moment where just like all of a sudden everything happened. It's just like a slow progression of, of, you know, my life getting better, my, my living situation getting better, you know, my work situation gets better. Like everything, my spiritual, my spiritual, uh, the, my whole spirituality like that's totally changed from the beginning like everything is just like progressing slowly and and who knows like five years from now 10 years from now who knows what my life is going to look like and that's exciting and terrifying and and yeah I, I can't wait to see what happens you know it's crazy you say that because 
like you know me i was like my podcast got two nominations this year and i realized like i don't there's more to me like my audience is not like i think when we come in here um for me you know i was grinding really hard on my career and I graduated, it wasn't for teaching. I said, you know, I wrote a book in 24 hours when I was 21. I did all these things that were just accomplishments, but I wasn't happy within myself. And like this past time, like the past couple of months, I just kind of stopped podcasting and I started to just regather who I am. Like you said, these spiritual awakenings and these aha. And after I got those like two nominations and it was like, it didn't mean shit to me. I didn't even care about it anymore. It's literally on my, on my like vision board behind me. And I was like, it's still not bringing me happiness. And I realized all this time, you know, I was, you know, on stages with Grant Cardone. I was with Brian Tracy, all these big people that I've, since I started this journey of like really going to be like a millionaire, that's been my goal, right? It's not buying me happiness. It's not buying me spirituality. I was putting things in front of my recovery. And I realized that, you know how you have to do inventory, like stock inventory, like they talk about Mm -hmm. um, in your fourth step. Um, I had to do inventory with my show because my show was about beautiful mind and um, I, I'm God's calling me to other things. And I think that when we grow, so we grow, we change, we evolve, we die off. We grow, we change, we evolve, we die off. Right? When we put our head on that pillow, we're dying off and we're waking up as a new person. And I think it's really vital and pivotal like, that we need to hear the whisper of God. Like I say that God, for me, I call my power God. You call yours higher power. But I could say that it's not just us, you know. I couldn't do that. I'm not sober by Leanne's will. But where I'm going with this is like, all the other bullshit doesn't matter. Your 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 accomplishments don't matter. What matters is is are you are do you can you sit in this chair and have serenity within yourself? Um, can you do stock inventory and look at yourself and say like, what what I did? Yes. What are the great things? What are the assets? But what are things that that no longer fit me anymore? Like what aren't mm-hmm. a part of my identity? And I've been going through that um a lot lately. I've been just really writing um. Cause I had a hard time in sobriety when I first started. Like I couldn't write anymore for some reason. Cause I used to have to drink to write, you know, to speak. And but I think all the things that I thought matter don't matter anymore. And I think that, you know, that's the gift of sobriety. Like when they say, like your life gift is beyond your wildest dreams. Um, I think it's because now the wildest dreams, it's your soul's coming back alive. Like you're you're reliving, you're reborn, um, soulfully. And that's my experience so far. Yeah, for sure. And there's there's a line in in dna book and it says uh lost dreams are reawakened and i think that that's another another piece like you're talking about Mm. like things that things that we may not even remember that that we wanted to do or accomplish or we might not have even had that dream but but today because of recovery like we're able to fulfill those things we're able to to do things that we never thought were possible and i would love to hear because because we we've like i said at the beginning we've stayed in touch but i feel like we've kind of drifted apart Mm. Oh, you know, just in the last, you know, six, eight months. And I, I didn't even know until we started talking about doing this live stream that you yeah. stopped doing the podcast. And I'd yeah. love to just hear like, what's going on in your life right now? Like what, what was the moment that you decided that you were going to stop doing that? Did you have like a spiritual awakening? What, what, what's yeah. going on in your life? Yeah. So, um, I went back to teaching uh, because I realized that kids, um, I love, you know, so for the past during COVID, I really went all in on marketing, um, studying business articles from Harvard, um, studying how this system works and how to run a successful business online. Like I know every single avenue of how to do this, how to get leads, capture them, what, right, all this stuff that I studied. I have four thousand like nine hundred and fifty pieces of articles that I've studying. Um, I didn't even realize it, and um, I just sat down. You know, like those, you know, those people that 
sit down in the books and they do, they have to study, you know, and research business. Um, I realized I knew a lot more than I thought. Every, I thought everybody knew what I knew uh, on social influence. And I was like, I started to share it with people and they're like, what? And I'm like, you don't know about this? And all this time I really just, I started to gather my information um, and I started a couple of businesses. So I was getting involved with really big things, like really big things that um, it wasn't, I was losing myself. I created massive amounts of content during COVID. Um, my GoPro got stolen out of my car, my microphone, my podcast microphone, uh, my MacBook, not my MacBook, my iPad, all my stuff that I created things on, lost my hard drive with all my stuff in it. Um, yeah. And and what happened was um, I realized a lot of fear was by, uh, building up. Um, I had a thing where I was helping people create social media, like strategy, like really high-end strategy. And it still wasn't fitting me. So then I just started going back into the classroom. I'm retaking my teaching tests and I want to teach the kids. Um, I really want to start this this new foundation called the Future V Foundation. And um, it's going to be pouring into the children, influencers uh, that are all around the world. Because um, these kids want to be a TikTok famous person. They want to be persons that, like, literally my first question I got when I was in the classroom was, Miss V, because they all know, you know, having a podcast, you know, I am a successful person in general just from my influence when I started at 21, you know. 22,000 people were listening to my podcast. I didn't even realize how many people I was influencing. Five-star ratings. I had eight seasons. I didn't even know. I couldn't even see the worth. I'm like, you're listening to me. You know, and I I, I just, I, I still can't believe that I did that, you know. Um, but I started then the disruptive influencer, but it was ego-driven. So now mm. I want, I'm starting this new thing. It's um, called the New World Changer. Um, and the kids designed it in my in the school, um, and they made my TikTok called "It's Miss V the Future Teach." And um, the kids need me. Uh, honestly, I hate adults. <laughs> I don't want their money. I want <laughs> I want the kids' money because the kids are what's going to flood, like the floodgates are going to be open for the future. And I know something that. You know, I could write all my books. I, I can, but I want to teach this to the world. The interests that are in these classrooms, to that that now that I'm an influencer in these classrooms, just being an educator, um, I know something that I, God's telling me, Lynn, you can't hold on anymore. Um, I need to give it to the kids, but I have to do it in a smart way, you know? Um, so that's really where I've been going, uh, just listening to God. But it's been hard because a lot of fear, like my audience, but I know that, you know, God's plan, and it's not like it's over. I was telling myself, oh, my, my dream's over. But it's like it's just getting started, you know? All of that of what I created was driven on alcohol, um, you know, drugs, this. And, and it was still amazing, though, and it was me being sober. But I think I grew, uh, outgrew a beautiful mind. And it's such a great show in general, but there's more to me. And um, it's scary. It's very scary. But this is my first podcast since I stopped, and uh, I didn't want to come. But I know that <laughs> it's, it's a new way of life. and. I'm excited to to walk on it fully. You know, I'm just getting started. That's incredible. And thank you for being, for this being your first appearance since you stopped doing your show. I had no idea. And mm -hmm. wow. I And you, you talked about all your gear getting stolen out of your car. And I, I can't even imagine, like, I if, if somebody stole all my yeah. podcast gear, I'd probably just, I don't Dude. know, I'd be, in, I'd be in like this deep depression of like, I'm just going to quit for yeah, a little while. Yeah, it's horrible. Like, man I, I yeah can't even no imagine. dude it was horrible because you know what um the person that stole it obviously was because of drugs and i had to do the i had to say this is a sick person how can i be helpful and i had mm. to do really hard core i can't even drive past the gas station where they took it out of my car um like they literally took everything and i was like okay 
you know, I think that materialistic things were getting in the way for me. I was really honing in on the fact, like I had everything literally set up finally. I started with Xbox headphones, literally Xbox headphones. And I finally had a station where I was sitting down and I had stuff. And God was like, man, you really think that this is what's going to make you an influencer by having everything. And so, you know, I had to really just look at life and say, you know what, God, this is God's plan, not mine. And, you know, it's just the gift of now sobriety. Like, um, I feel as though that we, I could hold on to my creation. I could say that's a hell of a job, which it really was all about mindset. But I think I need to let go of my inventory. I have to let go of my past because beautiful mind is holding on to who I used to be. And um, I'm just getting started. I'm a metamorphic butterfly and the butterflies landed, you know, butterflies landed. And I mean, what a testament to, to your recovery that, that you can look at that situation of somebody stealing all yeah. of your gear and going, well, you know, they're, they're, they've, they've been in the same place that I've been, you know, with somebody else that needed, needed that next fix. Or I had my big book drink. in there. Like they had my big book crazy. in there. They put my, my duffel bag literally with everything, my sound card. Um, and it also had my big book in there, had my inventory book. They had my inventory log wow. and I'm like, I'm like, they're going to look at it. I'm like, they don't give a shit, you know, but it's like, you know what, maybe something in that bag could have gave him something, but yeah, it was, it's still hard. I still have to rewrite about it, but um, it's just, it's equipment. It's materialistic things. I still have this headphone. Look, I'm sitting in my, like, you know, what I've learned, dude, is this, is I take my own advice, but if you have something to say, someone's going to listen. And I literally started with one person listening to me and I blew up and then I got ranked internationally and all this stuff. And it's like, that's where I have to go back to my roots. Like where are your feet planted? Um, sobriety, life. Um, but I do everything with God's grace. And, um, with that's, that's why I can share this today is knowing to listen to the whisper. Mm. I like that. And that's, and that's just, that, that's just incredible. I, I don't know that I would be able to get to that mindset that quickly, <laughs> yeah. you know, I would I'd be cussing and mad and mm, cry and, a little. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would probably cry a little too. I, I, yeah, I can't even imagine that's, <laughs> that's, that's wild, but yeah. Like, like somebody said in the comments, you know, it, it, it could be a blessing and it's part of God's plan. And, Amen. you know, maybe, maybe that big book in the bag, maybe they didn't just toss it out. Maybe they read it or, you know, it's sitting on their dresser or in their car or something. They were homeless, maybe, you know, like these yeah, were people or, that were sick. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Like I, I was, even my, I have the chills um, and I've listened to that and I say, <sighs> you know, that could have saved somebody that could have just planted the seed. You know, my bag mm -hmm. had about $2,000 worth of equipment sitting in there. Um, and that's okay. But that person's life is priceless. So, you know, they, they had, they had my book called, I don't know if anybody read this, but it's called, I declare by Joel Osteen. And it's like a 30 day declaration. And it's the first book that ever came into my path. Um, when I was 21 years old and I'm 24 and I started reading it and it's, it's declarations over your life. So I declare widespread blessings over my life today. And that was in my, that was in there, you know, and I only pray, uh, I could think about run the tape through, Oh, you know, I do catch some resentments, but whatever, it's already gone. I learned to live. I got, you know, a lot of the cheat mic, but at the end of the day, you never know that seed could you know, down the line be like, wow, that happened to me. Um, that's part of my story. I did rob that girl. I can't make amends to her, but I can. I can, you know, go to a meeting. It, it, God does those things. So that was just God's working in his life. That's incredible. And, you know, not, not that I have like the exact same story. Yeah. I mean, my car has been broken into who knows how many times yeah, I don't even so know. Uh, and I can't even, it's been so long now that I can't even remember like what was, what was taken, but, you know, just like talking about 
like planting those seeds and stuff. Like I can remember, um, this is a couple years back. I was at a convention and I saw my old dealer at the convention is like, wow. what, what's happening? Like, uh, wow. and, and she was like a totally different person. You know, it was like, look at how God has touched her life and like transformed her into a whole new person. And like, we stay in contact now. Like mm. I added her on Facebook again. And, like, <laughs> I feel like it was okay to like reach out and talk a little bit, but it was like, just look at like it's incredible what can happen in recovery and you yeah. never know you never know when you know you might be the only person that they see that's like carrying that message or that's that example of recovery i was talking with uh with janine last night actually and we were talking about you know just how the way that we we behave the way that we act in public like we could be the only the only living example of, of someone in recovery Amen. for, for somebody. So like, you never know how our small actions could, could affect somebody else's life, you know? And, and for me in the beginning of my recovery, it was, it was seeing other people that were in recovery that I, not that I necessarily knew them, but, but seeing that they had been in similar situations and they had overcome those and, and being like, okay, well, if they can do it, I can too. Like there's hope. You know, there, it's one thing to read a book, like, don't get yeah. me wrong. Like I love recovery literature. I, I read recovery literature almost daily. Uh, but in the beginning there was something totally different about like seeing a mm. real life person that had like been through those struggles and then like seeing how they, how they are now. Like, okay, I want what they have because yes. I can see, I can see what their life is like now. Like I can see that their car just got broken into and they're just like, you know what? That's, that's part of God's plan. Like, gonna hopefully, do, you know? hopefully it blesses that person. My or whatever. Will. Yeah. My will wanted to take the shovel, you know, and do that. And it yeah. did, it, it did do that, you know, but you know, that's the thing is we have to go back is, is like, there's one, there's a couple of things that I can say, like what works for me um, this past mm -hmm. year is I needed to have um, a woman support group. I didn't have it. I resisted having women in my life. Grew up with all boys, you know. And I needed a women's support group. And if you're a man, I have a man support group. I'm sure you could test testify to that. I just started to get that this year. Um, and I I was able to be emotional and also say, I don't want to be here, women. Like, I don't. I don't want to talk to any of you. Um, I need a new sponsor. And, of course, I got blessed with this beautiful woman, you know. So that's what works for me. In the morning, I read page 86 to 88 in the morning um, upon awakening. Uh, because when I start to run my life, on my will, my terms, it's, a, oh, I'm, the, the rabbit wheel starts spinning, whatever, the craziness, so I do that, I try to call another alcoholic, but I do also do this new thing where I, I, I send out, uh, I have like a spiritual sober women circle, and I get like, you know, I send out the daily inspirational texts, you get it too, yeah. um, I send it to people in recovery, this, because they always say like, you know, send that to people, because you're not making it about you in the morning. And also, too, is I really have to look at where I'm setting my expectations, like um, and my boundaries. Like, what, right? We always know it's going to be us when we get pissed, upset, angry. Um, so when I set boundaries to really firmly look at, like, when they do get broken, I can't point the finger at other people. And that's really hard, you know? Um, but looking at that, because majority of the time, I'm the person that's doing it. I'm, I'm the issue. I'm the one that's the self-centered person. And poor me, self-pity, dishonest um that could happen but today you know it's really important to work this program you could be sober you could do this but you know really, it, it says today like i was reading with my sponsor it's like the only way to stay sober is to work with another alcoholic another person that's an addict that's the best only way if you just take from this program and you don't give back then then you're not gonna be able to remain sober you're gonna be somebody that's going to go back out like how many people do you know that got their first year and went back out because they had to celebrate like 
you know, really I'm learning this year to indulge in, like I just went to my first share I'm yesterday and I'm learning to just really get involved, um, but also have a choice to be with people that I want to be with. I don't have to be friends with everybody. Like what's a variety of friends now do I want to surround myself with? Instead of getting rid of the shitty people, I got rid of them, you know, now the good people, but what's the in front of me that I'm surrounding myself by? Because the people that I have one day, yes, they're important, but I can't be hanging out with them every single day because... Because then that's my mentality. I could be there to support. I could be there to call. But I can't save everybody this program. But I have to be able to look at, like, what you are the average of the five people you spend your time with. Mm-hmm. You know, the person that I'm, I'm with, she has about to celebrate four years of sobriety. So, like, she works at pro- So that's very important is to look at who your sober, sober circle is. Like, you're part of my sober circle. You know, we text them besides this, like, if I ever need anything. So I think it's really important, right? What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And just like you said, the five people you surround yourself with, like that's that's kind of a cliche thing, but it, it's a cliche for a reason. And, you know, another one that I always hear is like surround yourself with the winners. And, mm. you know, that doesn't necessarily mean people that have like all the material stuff that have yeah. like the picture perfect life. You know, like my my current sponsor, I, I just got a new sponsor a few months back. And, you know, I picked him because he exemplified character traits that i don't have but Mm. i want to have those i saw the way that he interacted with people at meetings i saw the way that he acted when things in his life weren't going the way he wanted them to go and he just had like this peace and calmness and like serenity to him and i was like i want what he has so i'm gonna i'm gonna jump over here and and see if i can get some of that i'm gonna spend time with him i'm gonna get to know him on a deeper level and you know, I, I felt like I'd kind of gotten in this like stagnant place, you know, mm. my life, it got busy. I had the, I have a baby, I have a new yeah. job, like life is crazy. And then, you know, I, I saw my recovery kind of start to slip off. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't making as many meetings. I wasn't reading my literature as much as I, as I had in the past. And I, I felt myself kind of slipping and, and, you know, my sponsor had moved to another state and, we tried the long distance thing and I felt like it just what it wasn't the same as like mm. meeting face to face. And, and it was kind of scary. Cause it was like, man, I've been with this guy for like three or four years now. Like he's been my sponsor for a while. It feels, it feels weird, you know, to like change it up. It feels weird yeah. to, to start over. Cause, cause he knows a lot of stuff about me. Like I've been really vulnerable with him and he knows like my deep, dark secrets. And now, yeah, yeah. now I have to like start over and, and, you know, build a new relationship and, and, you know, like open up to somebody else and yeah, tell them, yeah. tell them all those things that I never thought I'd tell anybody, you know, but I've already told it. So like it, 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 on one hand, it was easier because like I've already told somebody some of my deep, dark secrets and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, man, I got to tell somebody else. Like I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't like being vulnerable. I like, no, I like being in a place where I'm comfortable. Yeah, nobody does. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody does. does. That's the scariest part, right? That's why that's why so many people stop at the fourth step and they go back out yeah. too is because they don't want to sit down and, and write their stuff. And, that, and who says, like, who says, I'm not saying it was easy. I put that shit off for five months and I, I would write down things. I'm so excited to redo it again, you know, but I think that, right, we don't like to do things where we feel so... Like we never seen this before. This is like the the scariest ride at the park, you know. I don't want to go down it, but I know it's gonna help me. And being vulnerable, like somebody just wrote, yeah, being being vulnerable, it's growth, and it's so true. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I also like his his second the comment right before that where he said his sponsor overdose of heroin always a good idea to have two or more sober people wow. in your life. Like you were talking about that that circle, you know, like I have there's there's three or four guys that are in my life that I know at any time I can reach out to them and you know, I stay in contact with them regularly. Most of them go to the same meetings that I go to, but I have a few I have a few people that I'm close with that that live in other states or that don't go to don't go to my home group or whatever but i have a small circle yeah i'd say five of five guys that i know what's going on in their life they know what's going on in my life and and there's you know it you know yeah. people call it like like i feel like accountability might not be the right word uh because that's kind of a churchy term um at least in my mind but you know they're like like we know what's going on in each other's life like we stay in contact and 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 we're they're there friends, for each dude. other. Yeah, they're yeah, your friends. Sure. <laughs> they're yeah. your friends. You trust them. They're trusted, you know, people. Like they say, I heard um, I mean, the other day, like, you know, because you have to always remind yourself, but you can't trust everybody. Not everybody needs yeah. to know your stuff. So that's really important that you said that because, I don't know, I noticed that there's a lot more sober young people coming in and they go into like those icky paws and those looky paw, whatever types of groups. And a lot of them are great. I'm not going to, you know, but I think that like, you have to check my, like, what are my motives. So I, because when I first started going to those things, that it was too party like for me. Like when I first started, I think I had like 15 days, and they, you know, I'm not saying, but now I have more time under my belt. Like I'm like, how can I be on like the service committee? How can I, you know, I want to be around the old timers. I want to be around that, uh, and that's just me, you know. I'm an old soul, like I feel that, but I also think that I'd rather be with like a grandma that has like 30 years and has what I want, or even just a person that has a year or even 30 days that has a great mindset. So, you know, we regain back our trust and that's scary too in sobriety because it's hard to trust people and you learn who to trust. And this thing of life is beautiful, dude. And I'm so proud of you. You look so good and congratulations <laughs> with your kids, Thanks. with your kid. Yeah, she's beautiful. And, you know, I hope that our, our talk really did inspire somebody today. I hope so too. Uh, you know, it, it, it's crazy how, how life changes. And, and like you said, you know, now I, I have a daughter, which I never, never thought I'd have kids. Like life is just, it's so crazy. And, and, and learning to trust people again, you know, that's, that's a whole nother thing. Cause like, I feel like I, I almost had like two extremes, especially in the, in the beginning. It was like, I didn't trust anybody. And then I came into recovery and now I trust everybody and, yeah. then, I get hurt, and then I get hurt by people. And then I like, I put my walls back up yes. and it's like finding that balance. Yeah. And like you said, like being vulnerable, like finding the right people to be vulnerable with. Like I, I don't, I don't tell everybody everything, you know, like there's a right time and a right place for everything. And like finding that balance, finding that inner circle, finding, like you said, like I'll hang out with newcomers too, but at the same time, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the same things with newcomers that I do with old timers because there's yeah. like there's like this line and uh you know I, I, I like to I like to get to know somebody before they know like where I live or where yeah. you know like certain things about me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you I'm not gonna give you my address at your first meeting. Like that's that's I'll give you my yeah. phone number. I'll give you my phone sure. number and we can call or text, but I'm not gonna like invite you to come sleep on my couch or something. <laughs> I don't I don't know who you are. Yeah, no, but <laughs> and then but then when God wants us to do the service, you know, like that's why I knew today I was like, I have to show up because this is a service. It's like a service commitment, you know? It's like yeah. service. This is service day, and that's what I love like about what you do is is you know, you're talking about recovery and sobriety, and like that's why we talk about like, meaningful tasks in our life. Like money doesn't buy happiness, honestly. 
That was my big thing. Like, money was my high power for a while. Now it's just like, I want peace and serenity. Like, I don't want to double book myself, you know? And yeah. that's, that's you know, me before this. I was crazy going after a lot of things. And I, you know, and it all worked out, but it wasn't the life. I'm still going to do a lot of great things, which I'm still, you know, but there's a different level we could play. We could, we could play with peace and serenity. And I like that way better, you know? I stopped smoking too. I stopped smoking like I when I was in sobriety. My first, I literally started smoking cigars. Don't get me. I have no idea. Stopped doing that. Stopped everything. And now I'm like, wow. Like this. I've been going to the gym. Back at the gym. You know, I'm like, I want to do intramural sports. I'm like, this is like the kid. I feel like I'm 12 again. And I haven't felt like this. Like you know, I was doing the jewel in college and all this stuff. I never even smoked like that. You know. So it's just crazy when you start to your soul literally. It's like a reset button when you start to get some time under your belt. And we're not perfect. That's the gift is we're not, we're most imperfect human beings. We just know like we're not, we're just trying to do the best we can. Yeah. We're definitely not perfect. Like, like, I, like I admitted to everyone not that long ago, I ate almost a pound of gummy <laughs> lifesavers like two days ago. So no, far from perfect, far from perfect, improving, getting better. <laughs> oh, JR yeah, for sure. JR is calling dibs on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, he's in his side. I know you, I know you, JR. So you're you're more than welcome to crash on my couch, man. And you could change you could change your daughter's diapers, you know. That's right. That's right. That's, that's the Get thing. <laughs> that's awesome. funny. Well, I know I know JR and mentioned earlier that we're gonna be doing another giveaway on tonight's live stream. So we're gonna be doing another copy of Victoria's voice. So if you guys have not already won a copy of the book um i guess we'll go ahead and do that now Ooh, and then nice. we'll uh, and then we'll do a little we'll open up and see if anybody has any uh any questions for us so we'll do we'll do the same as last time uh pick a number between one and 25 and whoever gets that correct will get a copy of victoria's voice oh jeff's jeff said he's ready Oh wow, you can see the comments. I didn't even know that on my end. It's hard to say. Damn, Jeff, Jeff got it on the first guess. Wow. 17. How did that's a that's that's go. crazy, man. Normally it goes on for like several minutes of people like guessing and like I guessing the numbers that. around it. That's nuts, man. First guess. Let's go. Jeff. Jeff. Right I had on, to unplug man. my my phone might die, just so you know. Like, no, like, I just wanted you to know how to unplug my uh, headphones. So if it got a little farther. Oh, you're good. I can still hear you. It sounds a little different, but but you're, I can definitely still hear you. It works if you work it. That's right. We gotta, we gotta just roll with the punches. Cause I'm, I'm sitting here looking at my camera and I have it plugged into the wall. And as the video goes on, like the, the percentage is going down. I'm like, how does that, how does that work? I'm yeah. plugged in. I don't, I don't know. This is so. what it's like, right? Perfect. Good. Congrats to Jeff, though. He's like, I'm a beast. That's why he's a beast. Yeah, Jeff was actually the first guest on the live stream here, what was that, five or six weeks ago? Right oh, wow. on Jeff. It's rigged. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not i need to like i need i need to start writing it down so i can like hold it up and prove that i'm not like picking yeah. a favorite or something i i at least wanted a couple more comments to come in no, <laughs> i didn't expect him to get it on the first one that was that was nuts i just want to thank my mom i just want to thank my mom <laughs> oh, gotta walk over here 
because I don't want my phone to die. So we got we're opening up for wait, what did they win? A book? Yeah, they want a copy of Victoria's Voice. It's a recovery, I believe it's a memoir. I honestly I haven't read it myself. I know that JR has. Um nice, nice, nice. I've heard I've heard really great things about it, but I haven't gotten around to reading it. I have a copy of it. Do I have a copy? Of it? Uh, I don't know if I. And I have so many recovery books now. I have like a whole bookshelf of of recovery books and memoirs, and I think I have a copy of it. I don't know. Anyway, we can go ahead and open the floor up if anybody has any questions for either me or Leanne. Uh, put them in the comments, and we will be more than happy to answer those. This is fun. Yeah, I love doing the live because you have like the interaction and people commenting and yeah, I'm happy it's, it's different. Yeah, and it's different than doing a podcast and then like recording it and releasing it a couple weeks later or whatever. I think you're taking me back to my roots. <laughs> well, we did try it. We did try stereo. We did it that one time. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah, I it was kind of kind of weird. The unfiltered truth of like actually like just being alive. I could go in my house. It's my whole house. <laughs> I love this family. Real, recognize real. Yeah, that's a fact. What do we got? Any questions? Oh, Jeff said he already has a copy. So do we want? Should I pick another number? Jeff's being honest. He's breaking the honest system. So. Yeah. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna take the second copy, Jeff? Or are we Are we gonna Am I gonna pick another number and let somebody else try to win? Is, is yeah to taking the second copy, or is yeah to giving it away? JR gave me a copy. This is so fun. Oh, he said someone else for sure. Okay, so we'll do it again. Another, uh, we'll do, let's see, let's do, uh, we'll do 26 through 50 this time so that we don't have any kind of confusion. So a number between 26 and 50. Oh man, I don't have a pen over here. Otherwise, I'd, I'll type. I'll type it on my phone screen or something. Or do you want to come? Or you could come up with a number, Leanne. No, I lie. You do. It, you do. Because I don't. I don't want to lose you guys. You do it. Take one. Okay. 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 I'm just gonna. I'm gonna just type a random number on my phone. Of yep. typing. Okay. All right. They're going. Jr's go. Jr, you, you trying to win your own book? Your own giveaway? I want to see the comments. I wish on my end I could see it. Oh, you can't see the comments on from your phone? The only thing all of them come up on my end. It's because I'm on my phone. I have a laptop. Sorry. Everything's kind of like that, you know. Oh, okay. We're out. We're, we're I'm an alcoholic and life's unreasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I totally hear you. I thought... I thought I was going to have to host from, from my work truck driving home. Cause I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it home in time. Like what's going to happen. And then, and then like my brain starts going, I was like, I can get a piece of tape and put it over my company logo. So I don't get in trouble. And like all this craziness. <laughs> oh my God. Yo, did anybody so guess his number? So unmanageable. Oh, it looks like JR is the only one that's guessing at this point, And he's the one that's doing the giveaway. So I don't think he's going to win his own his own giveaway and jeff stopped guessing because he already has a copy is anybody else gonna jump in on the giveaway i guess we could uh we could do question and answer if anybody has anything for us and then also if 
people want to keep guessing numbers, they can. Yeah, that sounds good. I put the I put the number in the note section. So if anybody guesses it, I have proof that I'm not right. playing favorites. <laughs> Jeff said my wife will try. A his and her copy oh. of Victoria's Voice. Nice. That's nice. Do we have any questions? I want to know more about your your strategies to growing social media stuff, but that might not yeah. this might not be like the time and place for it. But I'm definitely interested. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we yeah. go. We got Jeff's wife Sarah guessing. Jr. says, "Leanne, where are you from? Trying to place your accent." That okay? If you guess, yeah. Wait, no, no, guess. You get two guesses. You don't win anything except the hug, but you can get. <laughs> okay. Well, fun fact is I'm dropping a new clothing line. So you guys are the first ones to know that. Really? Yeah. Nice. It is a sober, it is a sober clothing line. JR's first guess is Boston. I always get that one. All right. One more. Yeah. Get one more. Come on. You got it. Coffee. And then Jeff said, what in all caps? I'm assuming that's to the sober clothing line. And yeah. then he said, I love clothes in all caps. Don't worry. You'll yeah, follow me on Instagram at beautiful mind. But okay. I'm from New York, Long Island. Oh, Jeff said Bronx. Close. I'm in Suffolk County, Long Island. And JR's second guess was Philly. Philly. Roberto said, Roberto said Jersey. Jer close. See, yeah, they're all like Italian. Yeah, from Long Island. Nice. So what's 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 the thought process behind the clothing line? What's your? Obviously, you haven't launched it yet, but yeah. So I'm going to a convention. I don't know if anybody that's watching is knows about it, but it's in Binghamton. Uh, it's in November seventeenth. New York is the yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty much like I noticed that, like when I go on Amazon, um, go on Amazon and there's not many like, so it all started with this, with the inventory, you know how you do the inventory in the books and mm -hmm. like, it's always just a mess. Um, I started to think like, how can I make my life easier? So I started designing a journal for that. Um, but really the clothing line is just like, I really, I know that there's with the legal side of things is you can't use the sign. Um, there's certain ways that you can use the logo. Um, but it's just really just to empower like the sayings, the slogans and bring positivity. It all goes back to my roots, like positivity, purpose, um, but more sober sayings that are uplifting. I think like we need, we always need a representation of who we are and just bringing sobriety on our clothes is a way positive way of just expressing ourselves. Like I'm wearing sober socks right now. <laughs> I got for my one year. I was like, it makes me happy, you know? So I've been talking to friends about it and they're like, you got to do it. You got to do it. Cause I owned a clothing line before this called crazy cuts customs. I've always been good with it, but you know, I got to stay on one thing at a time. But the sober thing is really great. Cause I go to the convention and all the kids already want it. They're like, let me know when you're dropping it. So by November 17th, it should be hundred percent done. Nice. Well, it looks like Jr. kind of has the same thought process as me. He's the he's the one that started this Facebook page, and he said, "How to grow our social media." He said, "Struggling with okay. Twitter. Not a big fan of tweeting." LOL. 
Yeah, this is this is his um sober revolutions Revo- recovery yeah, revolutions. Yeah. Oh recovery wow! Revolutions. Yeah, we should talk yeah. definitely off of this. Um, that's definitely what I do. That's what I've been studying for all this time for six months. That's what I'm writing my book. It's gonna be. It's actually called um the rising influencer uh, social media. So it's all about rising influence. So really, how to do it? Um, it's all about strategy, right? So when we go to a game, football, there's strategy, strategy, strategy. So the only reason why I talk about this is because. When I started my podcast, I made 90 episodes. I had $0 to monetize. So if you guys, it depends what you're, right? So what's your mission? What's your purpose? Like, how do you want to take this to the next level? You already have a lot of people already watching this. So it would be like, what angle do I want to reach? So that's when I started Omni Content Media, which was my media company, right? How can I be omnipresent in all places in one spot? So that's you guys, right? You guys are sitting here. You're on live. You're videoing, then, then you're gonna make it into a podcast, then you're making it into chunkable pieces, right? But the thing is, this this is the golden nugget that I haven't shared in front of anybody. It's cutting your content into multiple perspectives. So instead of pieces, it's perspectives. So my biggest idol is Gary Vee. Um, I study him, and that's how I know everything like that is because I've been studying him for all this time of how he does his content. So what I'm saying is this is multiple pieces of content, but different perspectives is when we're looking at this, right, of us shooting this, how can I turn one piece of content into 44 pieces that look different, right? So I can turn this, right? Maybe I said something on this podcast like Brett does, but I'm dropping gems. This is way too much, but uh, you guys are the first ones to know, uh, but you might know some of this. So different perspectives, right? So Brett pulled a quote for me directly, um, a while, not that, that long ago, of me stating something great on his podcast, right? So I used that as an Instagram post, mm-hmm. boom, right? Then I took that and I made it somewhere else. I used that piece of content somewhere else. So I used it on LinkedIn, say. Um, but you want to take, say this, what are we up to? 53 minutes. 53 minutes, right? So they're called content pillars. So right here, what we're doing is, is you're just creating content from different perspectives. So how can you showcase whatever you just created and chunk it down into multiple pieces, turn one piece into say 40 pieces of content. So you're cutting your time in half of creation time, you're, you're, and you're growing your audience and you're showing them, you're showcasing your work from a different perspective. So what you put out on Facebook isn't gonna be the same that you put on Twitter. What you put on Twitter is not gonna be the same that you put on YouTube. What you put on YouTube is not gonna be the same you put on Apple. That's the thing. People try to put the same content in two same places, and that's why it doesn't grow. But how you grow is just by showcasing two different avenues and perspectives of your content. I just gave you like the million dollar, the, the, that little content, little hack. So I hope that helped. That's awesome. And I, I fall into that category of I create multiple pieces from an episode, and then I post the same thing to all my platforms. No, but that's um, right, because most people don't. So like what yeah. that's right, that's actually a great question. Even though we're talking about a sobriety thing, like that's that's what a lot of people miss. So if you guys want to talk, like we can book and we could talk and I could definitely help you guys out just from service. Because I think it's really important. A lot of people need to and I also think partnerships. So you know, like here we are, like right, I talked about um so marketing, right? It's key. So like you know, I just said sobriety. You guys are doing your giveaways. Um so like for me, we should be talking off of this about connecting with clothing like how can you make money too off of it um how you know that's how can how can you give me something and i give you something and we both are happy mm-hmm. that's how you do it nice i'm writing the book about it so you guys will jeff, know more about jeff said industry secrets yeah for sure on this that was a good question yeah that was do we have any other questions we still haven't had a winner for the giveaway. It looks like JR started guessing again for his own giveaway. 
Let me guess. Yeah, go for it. What is it? Uh, number between 26 and 50. I want to say 43. You're close. Yeah, that's 47. Ooh, you're real close. <laughs> I felt it in my gut. I felt it. Dang, I can't really guess twice. Dang. I'm pissed. <laughs> guess again. All right, uh, 46. Oh, it's not gonna focus. I'm on. I'm on manual. I get it. Manual focus. Yeah, forty six. Let's go. I'm excited. Whose book am I reading? Uh, Jr. Who's the uh, author of Victoria's Voice? Victoria. No, it's. Uh, I believe Victoria was her daughter's name. I'm excited. Um, hold on. I'm excited. I should probably. I should probably know more about the book. It's okay. Uh, but I, but I want to be honest with everybody and let you know that I haven't read it and that I don't know who the author is, but I will in just a second. Yeah, Victoria's voice. Um, David A. Siegel and Jackie Siegel are the authors, and it's called Victoria's Voice, Our Daughter's Dying Wish to Share Her Diary and Save Lives. It's funny you say that because there's no coincidences. I was at the library, and I just came across a woman's diary that she before she died. So that's common. I'm excited to read it. How do I get it? Uh, send the send the recovery revolution page uh, message after the show, cool. and Jr. will get whoop, whoop. get that taken care of. Oh yeah, now Jr. just said in the comments exactly what I just looked up. <laughs> David and Jackie and her diary. Yeah, I'm excited. Cool. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Do we have any other questions? If not, I guess we can wrap it up. I can't believe we haven't had a single question from Ian. Maybe he jumped off because Ian is always really good about asking questions from the guests. People that are going to want, because people that are going to listen, they're always, they're going to keep coming back. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, I don't think Ian's missed a single episode and he's, I haven't seen a comment from him in several minutes, so I assume that he probably hopped off. That's that's odd. I know Jeff just hopped off because he said he has dinner and then school. Right on, Jeff. Going back to school. Another another miracle, another benefit of recovery. Continued education. I know a lot of people that have gotten gotten clean, gotten sober, and then gone back to school and pursued their dreams. So that's awesome. Um, oh, JR has given more details of the authors of the book. He said they're owners of the Westgate Casino in Las Vegas. They're opening a sober bar in the hotel. They're big wow. supporters of Narcan being everywhere and are doing some amazing things. That is really cool. I'd love to connect with you guys after. It's Give me really a- cool. With JR too. Thank you for sharing yeah. that, Jr. That's awesome. Wow. Good stuff. I had no idea. I love mocktails. That's, that's that's I feel like that's another beautiful thing about recovery. And, and it's also probably kind of cliche and 
but it was like one of the things that my dad always said growing up is, you know, he said that we're presented with an opportunity to learn something new every day, you know, and that's, I feel like that's even more applicable now that I'm in recovery because I actually want to learn new things and like connect with people. And that's awesome. So thank you for sharing that JR. Yeah. So when will this be available on, on the podcast? Uh, I'll have it up later this evening. Cool. Usually it's up about 10 o'clock. So that'd be what? 11 o'clock your time. Yeah. It's nine o'clock my time now. Yeah, so that'll be about 11 o'clock your time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible with time zones. So JR. All right, JR, it was nice meeting you. Yeah, give me a shout, too. I would love to talk with you guys about, you know, contributing to whatever you guys are doing and be, like, of service. Awesome. Well, I guess we're going to wrap things up. Guys, tune in again every Monday. We have a live guest. We do this live on Facebook, Recovery Revolution Live. The audio version of the podcast will be up in about the next two hours or so. So if you aren't able to sit in front of your computer or phone and watch the video, you can pop in some headphones or or listen while you drive. That's available wherever you get podcasts. That's uh, Recovery Revolution Live is the name of that one. I also have another uh, another podcast called recovery survey that comes out every Wednesday. They're usually about 30 minute episodes with different guests. Um, so please be sure to check that out as well. We also recently added a podcast tab on the Facebook page. So if you're having trouble finding either of those podcasts, click on that tab and you can listen directly on Facebook. Um, I still haven't come up with a, with a sign off. I think we discussed that last week where I just kind of like abruptly ended Cause I don't have a good, uh, I don't have a good sign off yet, but I'm sure one day I'll come up with one, but, uh, until next time, guys, I'm Brett. I've been your host. Thank you guys for tuning in to the podcast.